Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Don in Frisco, how can I help you? Hi, Jim. I appreciate you taking my call. I've got a question on a foundation issue. I've I've had a house. It's built in '98. We bought it in 2003. We were like the fourth owner after four years of the house existing. Wow. Um, yeah, but I've I've got a hairline crack that runs pretty much from the back of my house halfway through the house, right like right through the kitchen, uh, through my ceramic tiles, and it's not in the mortar. It's right down the middle of the tiles. Um, uh-huh. But it's just the hairline crack. I've had engineers come out and check the foundation. All the foundation levels are all within acceptable limits. Nothing's moved. You know out of what, where they would right. be concerned that there's actually some shifting going on. So it's just a settling issue, apparently. Uh, I've been unemployed since July, unfortunately. I don't have any money. So, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's the most efficient way for me to go about making a repair. I'd like to put in hardwood floors or something when I get a job and I have a little bit of money back. Um, but I don't want to try and cover it up. I want to fix it properly. You know, I'm not trying to hide anything. I don't think it's an issue, really, sure. other than just a cosmetic one. But It's not. Uh, what's the best way to go about you know, if I take all the, the ceramic off, is there a product I can seal the concrete with just to keep moisture out and, and then cover over it? Is there, what can I do? Well, first, people worry about those cracks way too much. All concrete cracks by nature. That's what steel's in it for is to hold it together when it does crack. Uh, and the reason you're seeing it in the tile is concrete and tile expand and contract at a different rate with the temperature and moisture changes. So it, it tends to let that crack pass up through the top. If you were going to go back with a tile floor, I would tell you to use a mastic that has some elasticity to it, and that normally will take care of the problem. If it's uh, something that is a larger crack, they actually make mats that you can put down that will go over the crack and allow the tile and concrete to be separated. So, so again, that they can expand and contract without cracking each other so the crack itself i wouldn't worry about it it being a a big problem and quite honestly i wouldn't worry about doing a bunch of repair to it if you're going to put a wood floor down i would recommend that you go with a floating wood floor and uh, you can use a vapor barrier then on top of the slab the floating wood floor goes on top of that and that keeps any moisture that would ever come up through the concrete from ruining the floor but as far as putting something in there to seal it, if you seal that crack up, it's very likely that you'll get a crack in another spot. Because, again, those cracks form because concrete expands and contracts with the temperature changes. Okay. Oh, excuse okay, so me. Just, it's more a matter, and, matter of budgeting for the hardwoods if I do that than not worry about. Yep. Okay. Exactly. All right, well, that's, that's terrific. Because I haven't seen any signs of the rest of the house, the walls and everything. They all look fine. There's there's no other evidence of any issues. It's just it bugs me that it goes right through my kitchen, you know. But it's yeah, and the, it's the larger the area of tile that you have that it hasn't gotten bigger. Yeah, the larger area of tile you have, the more likely you are that you're going to hit one of those cracks where it does come through that way. Uh, so I, I again, I wouldn't lose a whole any sleep over that. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you taking the call. Love Don, the you take care. Bob, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Well, hey, Jim. How are you today? 
I am doing wonderful. How about you? Good, good. But I have a project in mind that I'm, I'm hoping that you can help me with. I have a, uh, a 19, mid-1950s pier and beam house and uh-huh. uh, brick, brick uh, you know, veneer and such like that. And, uh, you know, I put a French door in, and I want to build a deck outside of those, uh, uh, the French door. And, um, and I want it to be a standalone uh, deck. Um, and uh, I'm wondering, how do you handle the tradi- uh, transition between, uh, do you have to take any brick be- off the house from below the French doors, in other words, to make sure that they line up correct and are supported well? Does that no. make sense, Mike? Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Now, it, it really is going to depend on the elevation that you yep. want the deck at. In other words, if you want mm-hmm. it flush coming out or if you want to have a small step down coming out. Uh, but yep. in general, no, you leave those bricks there and you cut your boards around the brick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I think I want it level coming out, you know, no no step or anything like that. Uh, the deck sure. would be maybe, I don't know, 24 inches high, I don't know, I'm guessing, but, you know, it would be right well, off the, uh, yeah. You made one comment, though. You said you want it standalone. Why don't you want it attached to the house? Well, I, you know, I thought I heard that that was not a good thing to do. It was better to make it a standalone deck rather than a attached to the house deck. I, if I'm going to build a deck, I am typically mm-hmm. going to attach it to the house. And the main reason oh. I do that, one, mm-hmm. if the house moves up and down, the deck mm-hmm. stays even with the house. Now, granted, oh. as I go further away from the house, I'm going to have supports out there that are going to move independent of the, of the house. But my yes. transition spot will always stay the same that way. Oh, two, it's I more see. stable. Oh. Mm-hmm. Be, okay. uh, and it's more stable for your foundation because if if you're going to try to make it standalone right next to the, fa- the foundation, you're either going to yes. put holes in the ground that you're going to pour concrete in, which is disturbing the soil right next to the foundation, or you're going to put right. blocks on the surface, and those are going to be moving mm-hmm. up and down. So either way, yeah. I, I always find it better to tie it into the structure and come away from okay. that. Now, where, right. where oh, I'm sorry. Here, Go ahead. Where, Oh, well, well, you hear me say that I typically won't attach something is like a driveway uh, mm-hmm. up to the garage. Uh, right. I'll usually leave that separated because it's only four-inch concrete, and if the soil mm-hmm. tries to move, it, it will mm-hmm. literally break that concrete anyways. So I find it better yeah. to leave that not attached. But on a deck, I would attach it. Okay. And, and how would you do the attachment then? I mean... Uh, with a with a brick veneer home, I mean, how would you do that? Uh, typically, I'm going to bolt a two by six beam uh-huh. up on the foundation itself, because your deck okay. is going to, you know, your your brick veneer comes down to basically the threshold of the door, anyways. And so mm-hmm. I'll I'll position that two by six in the right elevation, bolt it into mm-hmm. place using uh, redheads to bolt it into the foundation, and then that gives me something mm-hmm. to nail the rest of the structure to. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so, uh, and, and 
okay, so that's really the the main question. The others are style questions more so uh, relative to the deck. But, but yeah, that was yeah. the thing I was really concerned about. It. I want to provide the best uh, support uh, long term for uh, yep. for the deck. So, so I will. Yeah, use, yeah definitely use those use those large bolts. You know that you bolt into the foundation, and you use the nut to hold mm -hmm. the the board in place. And then I I like to use a joist hangers for all the yes. uh, the tying everything together because uh, it just does a better job. Now, one cautionary note. Use treated mm -hmm. lumber on all your framework mm -hmm. uh, and make sure you use fasteners that are rated for treated lumber. The new treated lumber tends to eat up uh, conventional, you know, just regular nails and such. Mm -hmm. So you got to get the fasteners that are coated for the treated lumber. Oh, okay. Okay, but but definitely use treated lumber as the uh, support for the top surface and so forth. Correct. And then yeah. on the top, okay. you know, you can use whatever whatever you want to use, uh, be it yeah, synthetic or, cedar. or regular. But Yeah, yep. I think I was probably going to use cedar or something like that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Hey, Jim, thank you so much. You bet, Bob. Take care. All right. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yep. Robert, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Uh, good afternoon. I have a question. Uh, you know, recently we had the tornadoes come through. I did uh -huh. have some damage to my house. I lived uh, right off Crab River Road. And uh, I've never filed a claim before. My insurance adjuster was at, the, at my home today. He said the roof does have significant damage. Also, uh, the overhang, the soffits. What are the steps? Uh, he just told me that my agent will call me, and that was pretty much it. I don't know what steps to take. Do I need to get them some estimates, uh, or do they find me somebody? Or Could you uh, enlighten me on that, please? Well, normally they're going to get you a pricing and say, here's, here's what the roof, here's what we're going to cover. And you've got a choice of using somebody that they recommend or finding your own roofing contractor. Now, I would recommend that you call Guardian Roof Systems and talk with them about it uh, because yes, those guys do roofs every single day. They're, they're up to speed on all the ins and outs of making sure that you've got, one, the good coverage, two, an excellent roof. I've used them on a couple of roofs. And these guys take the time to make sure everything is detailed out. Uh, I will tell you that you're going to have some roofing companies who are going to try to tell you that, uh, oh, well, uh, we'll come in and do the roof for whatever the insurance check is. Uh, don't worry about the deductible. We'll take care of that. Don't fall into that trap. That is a fly-by-night company who, one, is breaking the law with what they're doing. And if you use them and don't pay the deductible, you're breaking the law. Yes, sir. And both of you can get in trouble for insurance fraud. So I, I would avoid falling into that trap. But... Uh, Guardian Roof Systems, I know, will take care of you and do a great job for you. Okay, and would they also do minor repair like the soft fits and overhang and all? Yes, sir. Yeah, they can take care of all of it for you. Oh, that's wonderful. Too bad my fence wasn't covered for some reason, but uh, I guess I didn't look into my policy when I got it, but I lost my fence also, and it was not covered. But does it have an exclusion for that? Uh, I guess so. Uh, I would double-check because some, sometimes they miss things. Paul in Cyprus. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? 
Hey, Jim. Great to listen to you and talk to you today. I've got a question about uh, adding a deck in the attic. Uh, my house has uh, trussing, 24-inch yeah. on center, and uh, all done in 2x4, of course. But uh, my question is, uh, for adding decking, if I go in and sister each one of those 2x4s with a 2x6 and tie them into three walls uh, below, will that give me enough support to not worry about deflection and destroying my sheetrock? How, how big a span between the walls below is there? Uh, about six feet on one of them and eight foot on the other wall. You would be just fine. And to be honest with you, you'd probably be fine if you just use the 2x4s that are there because that's not a real wide span. Unless you're going to put something really heavy up in the attic. Uh, with no, a truss not system, on anything too heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with a, tr with a truss system, you've got a lot of strength in the trusses because the boards that come down, uh, you know, it, it, all, all those little triangle pieces that they build with it is what gives it the strength. Fantastic. Well, that definitely answers my question. I greatly appreciate your time today. All righty, Paul. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Let's talk with Kathy in Cyprus. How can I help you today, Kathy? Hi, Jim. I am, my son and I are re, redoing my kitchen cabinets that we routed out the centers and put the board in. And I'm getting it all prepared to paint with a, a latex. The Benjamin uh -huh. Moore satin paint. And we borrowed a paint sprayer from someone, but we've never, this will be our first time. So I just wanted to see if you had any good recommendations of do's or don'ts that would help is that an be successful. Is that an acrylic latex you're going to paint it with? Yeah, yes. Yeah, let me look okay. at it real quick. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. And the reason I ask that, you know, a lot of the new wood paints, instead of oil-based, have gone to the acrylic latex in order to have the, the strength that, that an oil base has versus just a plain latex type paint. Well, it's not but, an oil base. It's, right. Um, it's waterborne interior outside. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that'll, that'll work. Okay. So and um, you're you're gonna you're gonna spray it. You said. Are you using an airless sprayer? Yes. Okay. And can we use? Is there any reason we couldn't use the primer in the airless sprayer? I I went to Zinzer is what I have the Zinzer one right. two three, and I went to their website and it said uh -huh. you could you know you could apply it however you wanted, whether it be. Brush I would or I would highly sprayer. recommend that you that you spray it on because. Uh, it'll give you a more even finish uh, by yeah. spraying it versus rolling it or brushing okay. it. And okay. then, uh, and then, yeah, definitely do that first. Apply your coats of the uh, finished paint. And, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing I would tell you is when you're spraying, the tendency is to get it too thick to where it starts to sag and run. Okay. So you're better off to put multi-coats on than try to put heavy coats on okay so i had been reading and looking at some i love youtube um yep. it suggested that for a job like this that i should get um a fine tip sprayer like a, a two or a 311 the one uh -huh. that, that came with the sprayer is 
a four eleven. Oh, I believe. And yeah. You don't you don't want to really use that one. That that's more okay. for painting. Like if you're doing the the, the walls or okay. outside, uh, and and you can go down to the paint store and they if they don't have them to, you know, as part of their rental, you can buy one where that tip is changeable. Okay. And do you recommend um, with having the Zinger Prime and the Benjamin Moore? advance it should one coat of primer be sufficient yes one coat of primer should be fine but on the finished coat you'll probably put two or three coats okay and how long should we wait for the primer after the primer to put the first coat of the finished paint uh i think zins are normally recommend something like four hours okay uh, so just go by what's there okay. yeah go by what they recommend Okay, one more question. The, okay. the picture that inspired me to do this, um, the lady on the blog had used the antiquing glaze on hers, uh -huh. which we, have, we started with some water base just to practice, and that didn't work. So I read enough to see that the oil-based glaze, was, it, it dries slower, so it's a little more grace. gives you a little more grace while you're trying to learn how to use it. it but yeah. we, we're still having a problem with just not it not spreading well. Do you have any suggestions for that? Practice, practice, practice. practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think that's everything that I just wanted to double check with you on everything that I had read and watched to make sure I hadn't missed anything that would really maybe make a disaster of our our air air. Uh, yeah. Job. Now, just take it. Take, just don't move. You got with an air sprayer like that. You got to keep moving. Don't get too slow and don't stop at any one spot. Okay. All right. Sounds great. George, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yeah, Jim. My wife and I want to age in place, but we need to remodel our bath, paint inside and out, and put down new floor covering. Should we yeah. hire a general contractor or go with separate companies for each job? Well, it depends on if you want to be the GC or not. Uh, if you hire separate contractors, that means you've got to coordinate exactly when each contractor needs to come in and, and get them lined out to be there, or that will greatly extend your project. Uh, and that's really what a GC does for you is all the coordination now. I will tell you up front, a lot of GCs have gotten lazy about that uh, over the years and don't always push things to get it done as fast as they could. But that's really what you what you hire the GC to do. Otherwise, yeah, you call and make all the arrangements to, to do it yourself. Well, uh, another question with that, if you're going to do painting inside and also do floor covering, which one do you do first? Oh, that, you know, typically do your painting first, then your floor covering. And then you got to come back after the floors are installed and do some touch-up. So in other words, you'd have to tell the painters or the paint contractor up front what you're going to do so that yeah. he'll, he'll be willing to come back out and do the touch-up work. Yeah, and, and re, you, know, you can do it the other way where you put the floors in first and then everything's got to be covered, and then you run the risk that somebody spills some paint and it's on the floor. So a lot of times, for me, it a lot of times depends on what kind of floors I'm putting in. 
Uh, if I'm going to put wood floors in or tile, I really don't worry about which one I do first, painting or the flooring. If I'm going to do carpeting, I am definitely going to do my walls first and then the carpet. Yeah. Well, looking at your website, when you look at some of the advertisers like the Texas Remodel Team, are they considered a general contractor? Would they be somebody to call to do this? Yes, uh, for for uh, kitchen and bath and, and all that kind of stuff, remodeling, absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you recommend if, if a person's going to age in place, my wife and I are in our 70s, uh, would you recommend upgrading the toilets to the ADA uh, uh, toilets, the disability do you, do you, toilets? Yeah, do you still have the old ones? Yes. Well, they make an interme uh, an intermediate type. Uh, it's not a full ADA, but it's higher than the standard toilets are. And I really recommend those because it makes it much easier for getting back up off the toilet. Yeah, are they round or elongated? Either one. Either one, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, I sure do appreciate your help, Jim. Thank you so much. Damon, how can I help you today? Well, Jim, we've got, a, we've got an issue that I'm, I'm hoping you can at least give us the, the right direction on. My dad's home flooded back in April of 2016, like so many of the others in Houston. And he hired yep. a, a contractor uh, on August 16th to begin work on September 26th. To basically, uh, there was a four-foot flood cut in the home, so you understand that the extent of the damage in about a 2,200-square-foot home. Uh, yeah. He told us at the time it would be a 10- to 12-week job, and to date he has hung uh, insulation and hung sheetrock, although he hung the wrong thickness so it doesn't match what's above, so the walls are all, you know, in, in, in a disrepair. And he's not returning phone calls, won't return texts, uh, and he has $45,000 of my dad's money. Ooh. And we don't know where to turn. Did he pull any permits? Uh, the only permit we had was the permit, I guess, that Harris County came out and gave us right after the flood. Uh -huh. And it ex it expired on October 30th, and we made him aware of that, and he told us he would handle it, and we have not seen an, a renewed permit or anything since then. Uh, he just basically has, has kind of disappeared. Yeah, unfortunately, there is a lot of fly-by-night contractors who are trying to take care of, or take advantage, rather, of uh, f flood victims. And Yes, sir. Uh <sighs> Yeah, I don't know all the ins and outs of your particular case. And, you know, obviously on the radio we probably won't have time sure. to get into everything. Absolutely. But in general, are you within city limits? Well, we live in Spring. Uh, his okay. company is out of, he's out of Baytown. Okay. Um, well, the reason I'm asking not... if you're within city limits, you know, there's, uh, you may have a, a county permit as far as that you're underneath the 50% so you don't have to raise the structure out of floodwaters. Correct. But the yeah, city itself, yeah, the city itself may require permits for some of the work that's being done, because the city can put pressure on them also. But I think you're at the point where you probably are going to need to send him certified letters that if he doesn't get back on the project within ten days, okay, that you're going to have to file suit with him. And quite frankly, I would probably go have a discussion with an attorney, okay, ahead of time. To, to make sure that he takes it serious. Okay, that's 
you know, we, we tried to do as much research as we could beforehand about yeah. him. And, and unfortunately, what we found out now is the address that he lists as his business is actually just a, a like a mailbox, et cetera, place in Baytown. So it doesn't have a P.O. box. It has a physical address where it looks like an office with a suite number, but it's yeah. just, in a, just in a strip shopping center. And, uh, you know, he's he's... He, he knows he's slime. how to hide. It's, it's very yeah. obvious he knows how to hide. Yeah. Yeah. And then to top it all off, he's a pastor of a church. <laughs> and and you know not and not to get controversial with church guys, but I will yes, guarantee sir. you he came out there and told you what a good Christian he is, didn't he? Yes, sir. And I've you know I've I've heard it said many many times. Uh, sometimes the worst dealings I've had is with someone that wears their Christianity on their sleeve. And yep. that's that, that's definitely he loves to come up, put his arm around my my 87 year old dad, and just tell him how much you know God loves him, and he's going to put his house back together. And then he does this. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of to the point where I'm through playing nice, and uh, just don't want to see him do this to anybody else. Yeah, get an attorney to send him a certified letter. That should okay. get his attention. If it doesn't, move forward uh, because. <sighs> Guys who won't take that certified letter serious, they're not going to take anything serious. And, right. And you're going to probably have to sue to get your money back. Okay. Because it doesn't well, sound like he's capable of doing the job properly. Well, at, at this point, um, the work that's been done has been, been is inferior work. And I, we don't, yeah. I don't trust him anymore at this point, so I don't want him back in the home. I don't, want him, I don't trust him. So well, point, I, will, I, I will tell you that in Texas – the, when when people start saying, well, I don't trust them and all that stuff, I, I hate to yes, tell sir. you, but in Texas, that typically doesn't hold any weight in the courts. Sure. But yes, if he's doing things wrong and, like, putting in the wrong size sheetrock where it doesn't match the boards above it and all that stuff, yes, sir. that that shows he's not capable of doing the project right. Well, the other the other two things that are really, I, I think, where I'm going to have to get an attorney involved is he, he had a draw schedule written up in his contract. And right. He, he lied about two different levels of completion to my stepsister, who has power of attorney for my dad. So he, uh. went, he, went, he went around us, lied to her, and told her work had been done. And so she wrote him checks. So that's how he's got the additional $25,000. And I've got documented yep. proof that the work that he lied about and said was done is still not yeah. completed. So Okay. Well, yeah, definitely get, let's get on an attorney and get this started. Okay. All right. Is there any particular type of attorney I need to look for? Uh, you're, you're looking for a contract attorney. A contract attorney. Okay. Yeah, there there are there are attorneys who specialize in construction contract type work. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, I do get email questions as well. Uh, we just had a complete teardown to studs and reinstall of Hardy Backer Board and new ceramic tile and grout and new ceramic tile put over concrete floors. Our question is, does the shower and floor need to be sealed before use? Thank you, Jim. Well, a lot of, of uh, grouts nowadays have sealers in them already. And so, you know, I don't know if yours had the sealer in it or not, but even if it didn't, it can be used. The sealer would want to be put on, though, before you have a lot of dirt buildup and, and soap buildup and things like that. Uh, but really, all the sealer does 
is help to keep the grouts cleaner. So in essence, to answer your question, no, you don't have to do it before you use it, but it's a good idea to do it before you use it because once you start using it, especially a shower, the soap will start building up on there. And once that happens, then the, the sealer really doesn't do a lot of good because you're just going to seal that the soap's gum and grime or whatever has already gotten into the grout in it. That's why normally if a tile gets, you know, if a grout line gets resealed, it has to be steam cleaned first, then you can reseal it. But, you know, one or two uses is really not going to ruin it by any means of the imagination. Uh, and I got to be honest, most grouts have the sealers in them already. So usually it's not that big a deal anymore. It used to be a much bigger deal than it is nowadays. Uh, and in fact, I can't remember the last time I did a grout job where it didn't already have sealers in it. Uh, one quick note on, on doing sealing the grout lines. You know, a lot of times people think that they just spread the sealer over the whole floor. You really don't. They make applicators for doing grout lines, and they, there's two different kinds. One, it has a brush where, like the old glue bottles, you basically go along the grout line, and the brush is putting the grout on as you're going. The other is with a wheel. I find the wheel to be very easy. As you're, you just roll it over the grout line, and the sealer is coming out of the bottle onto the wheel, onto the grout line very simple very fast so that's the way i would recommend doing it one of the common questions i get uh, is an email that came in i have two entry doors that are metal and need painting they're in good shape what do i need to do to prep them for paint and what type of paint do i use i also want to know if i can use a brush or do i need to spray thanks well on metal doors if the door is still in good shape, it hadn't started rusting, the paint's not blistering off or anything, really all you got to do is clean it up real good and repaint it. As far as the paint you use, you can use the same paint that you're using on the house because it, it's already been painted. The door's already painted. Uh, now, if it was blistering up or had any type of rust on it or anything, you would need to sand all that smooth and then... You'd have to put a primer on four metal doors first. Then you could go ahead and paint it. As far as painting it with a brush versus spraying, spraying will give you typically a little bit smoother finish, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with painting it with a brush as long as you're careful when you do it, and it'll come out looking great. It, it's really not a problem. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.